Hey everyone, you're listening to Super Women. This is Rebecca reading you a couple of excerpts from my new book, which is available for pre-order on Amazon, and it'll come in Audible as well as on Kindles. I encourage you to head over there if you like what you hear. Rule number five, point of view is everything. Look for the opportunities in front of you. How many times have you heard the phrase, what you see is what you get? Often enough, right? Every time I hear it, it makes me feel like we're supposed to think that what's presented to us is all that there is. We're just supposed to take everything at face value. The truth is, we all have a unique point of view. So if what you see is what you get, it all really depends on how you look at it and what you do with it. You could look at a box of mac and cheese and see dinner. Or you could look at that same box and see pasta, bees, and orange dye. What you see is what you have to work with. I've learned to take a good look at what's right in front of me and then switch up my angles. I want to see every possibility, not just the most obvious one. I had made it to New York and had landed my first real job in fashion. I was living the dream, albeit with Carol and Margie as roommates. Nothing gives you the boost of confidence you need to make it in New York City like a sexagenarian checking to see if you made your bed every morning. My form of retaliation was stealing their leftover lentil soup and pasta after they had gone to bed at sunset. I loved every minute of it. Well, almost every minute of it. Getting lost in the subway while freezing during the winter was a wake-up call. As I started to get more into the energy and flow of New York City, I tried new things, gained 10 pounds from eating bagels, learned to love coffee, met new people, and even started to date. My tastes were very different from those of the designer I worked for. He had established himself as a go-to label for women who loved men's shirts for women, the OG boyfriend shirt. And when I say boyfriend, I mean like Richard Gere in Pretty Woman, not Sean Penn in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. His clients were the uptown sophisticates who shopped at the big-name department stores and dressed for lunch meetings, or more likely, just lunch in cream-colored blouses and tailored pants. Maybe you've heard of Craig Taylor? His brand wasn't huge, but it was a successful business with retail accounts across the country and a very loyal fan base. The brand wasn't featured in all of the glossy fashion magazines, but it was respected in the fashion industry. I was grateful. I wanted to understand fit and fabrics and all of the technical aspects. I needed to learn about how to build a brand with a strong foundation from both a business and a collection perspective. Instead of working for someone whose footsteps I wanted to follow, I found myself working for someone who could show me the steps and then I could make my own way. Back then, my personal style aspired to be more downtown cool girl, which was less professional and more boho tops and low-rise jeans. It's okay, go ahead. I know you're judging. I'm judging me too. Every day I came to work ready to tackle the to-dos on my boss's list because I knew that once I checked all these boxes, I could sit at my desk and focus on my collection. After I was finished clipping images and tearing pages from magazines so that I could put together mood boards for my boss that showed 50 shades of beige tailored shirts with 45 button options, I would go back through those very same mags and tear out pictures of the looks that I loved. I took measurements of samples that were on their way to production. I researched resources and hunted down references. I sorted through so many fabric swatches and I always made two piles, one for work, and one for me. Two years in, I had designed a five-piece collection. This little capsule included a silk blouse. I had translated some of the skills that I had picked up from my boss, 
with a cummerbund permanently attached, a denim tuxedo, the pants were low-rise with a slight boot-cut flare, and a basic t-shirt, and the shirt that I mentioned earlier. The lookbook itself? Expensive green iridescent paper with metallic binder clips. It had 10 shots in the whole entire thing. I felt great about it, except for the fact that in making it, I had wiped out my entire savings. 10,000 bucks from summers spent endlessly babysitting and some uncashed bat mitzvah bonds. Thanks for listening. If you like what you listen to, please don't forget to pre-order my book on Amazon or Books A Million. And don't forget to email me a copy of your receipt, fearless at rebeccamakeoff.com so that you can get $25 off your next order. 